Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, January 23rd, 2019. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment and celebrity news on Gina Rodriguez, Kevin Barnett, Ja Rule, Chris Brown, Gladys Knight, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I did the same things over and over, until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656. 2656 and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto 14, stiletto like the high heel shoe. That's S T I L E T T O and the number 14. And also follow me on Instagram. That's T Jones Gibbs. T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S Right now the current temperature in the NY is a 40, like a cool 42 degrees uh, Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout out to everyone that's listening on the phone lines and online Thank you again for tuning in um, So how's everyone week been so far? Uh, as you know, uh, on Tuesday, uh, they just announced the uh the nominees for the 91st Annual Academy Awards, the Academy President John Bailey, Blackish star Tracy Ellis Ross, and big sick actor Kamal Nanjiani, they were on hand to announce their nominations from the Samuel Goldwyn Theater in Beverly Hills, California on Tuesday morning. Now, in terms of uh, the number, Roma and The Favorite, Led with nine nominations each. Vice trailed with eight, followed by A Star is Born with six nods, while Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book and Black Klansmen get five each. So it was very interesting to see that, you know, these there was a lot of surprises and there was a lot of uh, movies that we didn't expect to get nominated. Also, um, the best. I guess the best actress category, you're going to see a lot of competition between Lady Gaga in The Star is Born, uh, Glenn Close in The Wife, who won over uh, Gaga at the 2019 Golden Globe Award. Also vying for the prize uh, is, let's see here, uh, uh, let me see if I pronounce her name right. It's Yalitza Aparicio. She was nominated for the movie in Roma. Olivia Coleman, the favorite, and Melissa McCartney in Can You Ever Forgive Me? Yeah. Uh, 
Golden Globe winner Kristen Bale from Vice and Golden Globe Best Actor nominee Bradley Cooper and The Star is Born are once competing in the Best Actors category, uh, being pitted against uh, Viggo Mortensen in The Green Book, William Dafoe in the movie at Eternity Gate, and uh, uh, Rami Malik in Bohemian Rhapsody. The Best Supporting Actor category, the favorite has two of his stars, Emma Stone and Rachel uh, Weisz. They're being pitted against each other, along with Amy Adams from Vice, Marina Del Tavera from Roma, and Regina King, If Bill Street Could Talk. And Mahershala Ali for the Green Book. He's still a contender in the Best Supporting Actor category, joined by, uh, joined by Adam Driver from Black Klansman, Sam Elliott from A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell in Vice. So it was a lot of interesting uh, choices and, and nominees for these for the best in the motion pictures. Also, uh, they were saying that the the best contender in the foreign language film category was uh, Shoplifter, Never Look Away, Cold War, and Capernaum. Never heard of that. Uh, meanwhile, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is eyeing for the best animated film, along with Incredibles 2, uh, Ralph Break the Internet, and Isles of Dogs. The winners will be announced at a live ceremony, which will air from the Dolby Theater in Hollywood on Sunday, February 24th on ABC. And this year's Academy Award will be held without a host and instead have selected presenters introduce segments and awards following Kevin Hart's withdrawal as a host last December. So, yes, they announced the nominees for the Academy Awards. Make sure you check that out on Sunday, February 24th on ABC. Um, Lots to talk about this week. We're going to be talking about Miss Gina Rodriguez. She is receiving, uh, you know, last year she had, some backlash about what she had said about um, actresses, particularly black actresses and white actresses and Latina actresses as far as uh, when it comes to pay in the industry. And she got a lot of backlash. And uh, she was with um, Blackish Star, I think, uh, yeah, I think she was with the, uh, she was doing an interview, uh, and she was talking about uh, this whole thing about pay when it comes to actresses, pay wages, and how uh, Latin actresses and actors are represented in Hollywood. So she got some backlash. And uh, she was on Sway in the Morning Show talking about it. She even got emotional. I'll tell you what she said. Uh, actor and comedian Kevin Barnett, who you know him from such shows as Broad City, he had wrote for the show, he starred in uh, the Carmichael show, he passed away suddenly. He was vacationing in Mexico, and all of a sudden he died, and he was only 32 years old. We're going to be talking about that. And rapper Ja Rule, you know, uh, last year, that whole incident about that uh, fire uh, festival where they, uh, he and the guy who was promoting uh, the festival, Billy McFarlane, I think it was Billy McFarlane, they got in trouble because they were promising, you know, people were spending all this money for concerts, great food, accommodations, you name it, just to get there and find out that hap- they were in, they were white tents, they were fed um, lettuce sandwiches, and there was nothing there, nothing. So there was a, a documentary that came out. Uh, talking about this uh, incident, this sad incident, and where Ja Rule was slammed, and how the documentary made him painted him as a bad bad guy, and he was saying that he was also a victim too, because he had no way of knowing that he, this would have ended as a scam. So we'll talk about that. Also, Chris Brown is back in the news. Apparently, trouble seems to follow him everywhere he goes. He was in Paris just a couple of days ago, and apparently some woman 
uh, allegedly said that she, he, uh, Chris Brown raped her. Now, uh, Chris Brown has spoke out about it, saying that it was a lie. Um, you know, he, she, he's gonna, and then he said he's gonna sue her for telling that lie. You know, he's trying to keep on the straight and narrow. He's now a father now. He has a four-year-old daughter. And the last thing that he posted on Instagram was him in a dance room rehearsing. So, again, uh, this woman, she's accusing him of rape in Paris, and he has gotten, uh, he's apparently, uh, they didn't hold him. He's... uh, He's not in custody anymore, and it came out Tuesday morning. The first thing, he was hold, in custody over alleged rape. We'll be talking about that. And Miss Gladys Knight, um, if you guys haven't heard, they already got their acts for the Super Bowl halftime. We, I told you Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Big Boy are the acts for the Super Bowl. But Gladys Knight is going to be the one that's going to be singing the national anthem. And she's also getting some backlash because a lot of her fans feel and the black community feel that she should not do this. Uh, She should be taking a stand. She should be for Colin Kaepernick. But she has something to say about it. I'll tell you what she said. And the magic of Diana Ross. You know, she's going to be honored with a year-long diamond Diana celebration marking her 75th birthday. That's right. The boss lady is 75 years old, and she's going to be holding some kind of a, a like a two-day global theatrical release uh, called Diana Ross: Her Life, Love, and Legacy, and uh, where they talked about you know that iconic concert that she had in uh, Central Park and. Uh, it's good, and it was like a hot summer, July in 1983, when she did that infamous concert in live in Central Park, where the rain was pouring down. It was thunder and lightning, and her weave was just swaying and getting all wet. She still put on a show. We're going to be talking about that. So, without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gina Rodriguez said that the backlash backlash that she received over her seemingly anti-black comments left her feeling like the black sheep of the black family she always imagined herself being a part of. The the, uh, Jane the Virgin actress became emotional while discussing how her past statement offended the black community, most specifically when she addressed pay wages and Latina representation in Hollywood. Uh, This is what she said uh, about social media calling her the anti-black following a November Netta Porter interview. She said that the backlash was devastating to say the least. The black community was the only community I looked to growing up. We didn't have that many Latino shows, so the black community made me feel like I was seen. So to get anti-black is saying that I'm anti-family, unquote. Rodriguez first came on the fire for minimizing the rape uh, the rape and erasure of Afro-Latinos, and she was called out for an interview with Yara Shahidi, during which she dismissed black women's impact on film and TV. And most recently, during a roundtable talk with uh, Ellen Pompeo, Gabrielle Union, and Emma Roberts, she explained her fear of discussing the Hollywood pay gap. Gina also was on Sway in the Morning Show, and uh she said that uh, the remarks left by many fans and online users feeling some made her feel some kind of way, and they rushed to the comment section of her social media page to express their fury. Now, this is what she said on Sway in the Morning Show. She said, quote, I know my intentions. The last thing I wanted to do is put two under, underrepresented groups against each other. Other unification is our rise. Our unification is what's going to allow both our communities to continue to flourish. I suppose and hope the reverse would happen, unquote. So, uh, yeah, the backlash was real out here for her. And uh, and I guess she was trying to say it in a way where she didn't want to come off anti, but, you know, you got to be careful because when you put it out there, it gets 
misconstrued as usual, so you got to make it perfectly clear. But uh, it was very interesting that she said that, uh, you know, growing, you know, again, there was not that many uh, Latin shows on TV. And, you know, she said that... uh, she felt that she was felt like the black community was the only community that she could look to for growing growing up. So, a very interesting interview. Uh, actor and comedian Kevin Barnett, who has written for shows like Broad City and The Carmichael Show, has died at the age of 32. Uh, The cause of death has not yet been announced, but he was on vacation in Mexico at the time of his death. Barnett was a co-creator and executive producer of the Fox sitcom Real, which debuted in September, and and it starred Little Real Howery as a divorced nurse trying to rebuild his life. His peers and colleagues paid tribute to him on Tuesday. Fellow stand-up comic Sam Morrow called Barnett death a crushing loss. Comedians and friends to the show, uh, Chelsea Peretti, who starred in Brooklyn, who stars in Brooklyn Nine Nine, tweeted that she was so sad at the news. So um, it's a shame this young man at age 32 just died so sudden. Uh, rapper Ja Rule has slammed filmmakers for painting him as the bad guy in a new pair of documentaries about his disastrous fire festival. Fire, Fraud, and Fire, two new films recently released from streaming services Hulu and Netflix, respectfully have rubbed the always-on-time hitmaker the wrong way with the star insisting he had no criminal intention as he launched the project with Billy McFarlane. On Sunday, January 20th, Ja Rule, uh, wrote a series of messages on Twitter saying, quote, I had an amazing vision to create a festival like no other. I would never scam or fraud anyone. What sense does that make? And y'all want to be me and, and y'all wanted it wanted to be me so bad it's crazy. Kinda sad. I'm watching the docs in awe of myself. Unquote. Fire Festival had been dubbed the scam of the century for charging attendees between 5000 and 250000 per ticket, boasting shows from major acts like Major Lazer, Tiger, uh, Pusha T, and Designer, only to deliver cheese sandwiches and wet tents when it was canceled almost immediately after it opened in April 2017. My father was sentenced to six years in prison for fraud in October over the event and is currently serving time in the big house, but Ja Rule went on to insist he is nothing like his business partner and is being bullied. McFarlane and Ja Rule, whose real name is Jeffrey Atkins, have also been hit with a string of civil lawsuits. The 42-year-old rapper is fighting to be dismissed as a, as a defendant on those cases. Right now, we have here about uh, about 16, 17 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news and pop culture. If you like the show and you are a registered listener here on BTR, follow us. Click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at That's Entertainment 1. Like us on Facebook. Just go to That's Entertainment uh, Facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio and uh you can also follow me on Twitter, Stiletto fourteen, S T I L E T C O and you can also uh follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. Uh Chris Brown responded uh to allegations of rape Tuesday with an aggressive statement that labeled his accuser as quote a lion Bitch. The trouble singer was detained on Monday in Paris after the woman who says she met Brown at the club and later went back to his hotel room filed a rape complaint. He shared a message to Instagram denying the woman's claim and slamming her accusation as disrespectful. Brown has a four-year-old daughter named Royalty. The Grammy-winning singer, winning singer, accuser, says she met Brown and his friend at a Paris club on Wednesday and accompanied them back to the Mandarin Oriental Hotel. The 24-year-old woman told French magazine Closer that before entering Brown's suite, his bodyguard took her phone and she was quickly offered, along with about 15 other girls, alcohol and drugs. She said that the threatening and aggressive Brown brought her into a room and sexually 
assault to her in a brutal and violent attack that lasted about 30 minutes. The woman also claimed she was abused by a brown bodyguard who was one of two other people in custody alongside the singer. Now, TMZ reported Brown was released by French, French prosecutors prosecutors on Tuesday on his own recognizance and without bail. Now, here's the latest. He is Chris Brown is taking real action after he was accused of rape by this woman in Paris, and after denying the allegations on Instagram, he's hitting back at the accuser with defamation lawsuits, which will be filed by his lawyer today. Uh, his lawyer in Paris says that Chris Brown is free. No lawsuit was filed against him. He uh, vigorously challenged the charges against him. A complaint for slanderous denunciation will be filed tomorrow with the public prosecutor of Paris. His celebrity pals have shown their support for him, with T.I. writing in the comments section saying, uh, stay solid and protect yourself, King, prayer of the game. He commented on the post saying, hold your head, baby broke bro, hashtag conspiracists. Ray J even uh, chimed in saying, we know, fam, keep your head up and get back to America ASAP. And if you was watching uh, the talk uh, this uh, this afternoon, Eve had her two cents to say about the comments, saying that uh, that Chris Brown needs to use his head, you know, because I, I even said this, you know, Chris Brown, um, because of what happened with him and Rihanna, it's like people cannot let that go. Yeah, we, you know, we, we he we, we're not condoning what he did, but. Uh, he has moved on. Rihanna has forgiven him. But for some reason, everybody's looking to pin him and get him in trouble. It's like everywhere he goes, he's like a marked target. If I was Chris Brown, I would just I'd do my show, go back to the hotel, go to bed, get ready to leave, catch my plane in the morning and so I can get home to my daughter. I wouldn't be going to no clubs. I wouldn't be hanging out with anybody because he it's like he's a marked target. They're looking to get him. And here's case in point. Now, I don't know, you know, Chris Brown said on his Instagram account that she's lying. You know, she's out here telling a false, you know, it's like he's a marked target. And I know he's trying to clean up. He's a dad now. He has a daughter now that he got to set the example to. Come on. So we'll see what happens. We'll follow this story. Uh, Gladys Knight is hoping to give the U.S. National Anthem back its voice with her Super Bowl performance. The 74-year-old soul legend will perform the Star Spangled Banner at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, on February 3rd. The news was announced on Thursday, January 17, but was met with some controversy as some people accused her, uh, her of siding with the National Football League in their fight with ex San Francisco 49er quarterback Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick is taking legal action against the organization after accusing them of blackballing him due to his kneeling during the anthem in protest of police brutality and racism. However, Glass insisted in a statement that her decision to take on the anthem performance at the Super Bowl had nothing to do with her political beliefs and everything to do with using her voice for good. Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Big Boy will be taking the stage during the halftime show. And the magic of Diana Ross will be honored with a year-long Diamond Diana celebration marking the 75th birthday of the music legend. According to a press release, Phantom Events will launch the festivities on her birthday, March 26th, with an exclusive two-day global theatrical release of Diana Ross, Her Life, Love, and Legacy, featuring Diana Ross live in Central Park. The iconic concert was documented in July of 1983 and will screen across North America, South America, Europe, and Australia. Additional days vary by territory. The event is executive produced by Ms. Ross, and this new presentation of the doc will feature never-before-seen footage with heartfelt messages from the Ross family, including sons Ross and Evan, and daughters Rhonda and Chudney with Tracy Ellis Ross. 
Diana Roth Live in Central Park was filmed over the course of two days when nearly 1.2 million people united on the Great Lawns of Central Park to experience a once-in-a-lifetime live moment. More details, including screening times, location, and ticketing, will be announced earlier this, uh, in, the few, in the coming months. And rapper Nas and rocker Kiss has invited U.S. federal employees affected by the ongoing government shutdown to eat for free at any of their restaurant locations. The One Mike Hitmaker co-owns the Sweet Chick Fried Chicken Eatery, which has four stores in his native New York City and one in Los Angeles, and he marks Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which was this past Monday, he, he also revealed that he and his business partner will happily provide hot meals to government workers who have been forced to go without pay during the shutdown. And KISS bandmate Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, they have also offered up free food to employees at the Transportation Security Administration as they have a number of their rock and brew restaurants located in airport terminals across the U.S. They aren't the only rockers doing their part to help out struggling federal workers. John Bon Jovi also provide meals for crash uh, I'm sorry, cash-strapped government employees at his JBJ Soul Kitchen, a nonprofit community restaurant in Red Bank, New Jersey, on Monday. And meanwhile, country star John Prime teamed up with bosses at his label, Old Boy Records, to provide lunch for TSA workers at the Nashville International Airport in Tennessee last Friday, January 18th. And disco icon now Rogers is also helping to lift the spirits of federal workers by handing out 300 pairs of tickets for free for his weekend January 26th concert in Washington, D.C. with his band Chic. Yeah, it's getting real hard out here. Uh, for those who are listening from uh, Europe, across the pond, Africa, the shutdown is real out here. People are... are not be able to pay their bills, they might lose their homes, they can't get their medicine. So hopefully this thing is coming to an end. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to set a new history with Disney. The multi-hyphenated star is reportedly teaming up with the studio to make an animated musical film as a follow-up to its 2016 hit movie Mo- Moana, but this time it will feature a young Latina heroine. The studio behind other animation hits like Frozen had previously introduced its first African-American princess with the Princess and the Frog and its first Polynesian princess with Moana. But the reported upcoming movie would be the first to feature Disney Latina princess. The studio behind other animated hits like Frozen had previously introduced, again, the uh, the, the, the first African-American princess. Uh, other details are not provided as of now, but uh, Disney has not commented on the news. Miranda previously worked with Disney to write songs for the movie My, uh, for uh, Moana. Uh, he received a Golden Globe, Critic Choice, Oscar, and Grammy Award nomination for How Far I'll Go, which was performed by uh, Oli'i Cavajo, who voices the title character in the movie. And The Sopranos prequel has amply cast James Gandolfini's son, Michael Gandolfini, in the role of young Tony Soprano. The late actor played the adult version of the character on the HBO series from 1999 to 2007. Michael joined Alondro Nivola, Vera Farmiga, John Bersinal, Billy Magnuson, and Corey Stoll, who have been cast earlier in the upcoming movie. The young Gandolfini has had several acting credits and have appeared in 2018 star-studded film Ocean 8 and on HBO series The Deuce. James Gandolfini died on uh, June 19, 2013 at 51 years old. He was with his son Michael on a father-son trip to Rome to celebrate Michael's graduation from junior high when the elder Gandolfini suffered a heart attack. The student at NYU Teach School of the Arts paid tribute to his father on the fifth anniversary of his death last year. The Many Saints of Newark, that's the movie, the, the Sopranos prequel movie is written by the Sopranos creator David Chase and Sopranos writer Lawrence Connor. 
It's supposed to be set in 1967 during the race riot of Newark, New Jersey. It will chronicle the tension between members of the city's Italian and African-American crime families. Alan Taylor has signed on to direct the drama film. No release date is announced yet. Wow. Uh, Right now we have here uh, 30 minutes after the hour. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I broadcast the latest in entertainment news and pop culture. Uh, coming up in the next half hour, uh, Pete Davidson, uh, you know, he had joked about his suicide scare during a segment of Saturday Night Live this past Saturday. I'll tell you what he uh, said. And... Um, Cardi B has hit back at another conservative uh, political commentator for accusing the rap sensation of failing to empowering women. I'll tell you more about it. Also, uh, fans of ABBA will have to wait a little longer to hear new music from the reunited Swedish pop group. And singer B.B. Uh, Rexa, she has a message to empower women of all different shapes and sizes because apparently she had wanted to, uh, she had sent out a message to all fashion designers because she wanted somebody to design a dress for her for the upcoming Grammy Awards, and because of her size, that nobody wanted to do it. I'll tell you more about that. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. We have 24 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from Sean Paul featuring Stefan Don and Shot and Wine. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about Pete Davidson, how he joked about his suicide scare during a segment on Saturday Night Live last Saturday, January the 19th. The comedian worried friends and fans when he posted a concerning message on Instagram back in December. And on Saturday, he appeared on the Weekend Update segment on the comedy sketch show alongside fellow comedian and former SNL writer John Maloney. Uh, At the time of the suicide scare, Pete famous friends, including John Cryer, Machine Gun Kelly, uh, they all posted supportive messages in response to his alarming post. Two and a Half Men star John later confirmed that the comedian was saved and accounted for at the Saturday Night Live studios right here in New York. In a series of since-deleted tweets, Ariana Grande's Pete ex-fiance, she revealed she was downstairs at the Comcast building where SNL is filmed if Pete needed her. And speaking of Ariana Grande, her highly anticipated album, Thank You, Next, is coming sooner than you may have expected. The former Nickelodeon star took to her Instagram account on Tuesday to reveal the full track list of the upcoming effort as well as its release date. The album will include 12 songs, including the previous release, Thank You, Next, Imagine, and Seven Rings. Aside from the three songs, the effort is set to feature songs like Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored, Fake Smile, Bloodline, Ghosting, and Needy, the latter of which had been teased several times by Ariana on social media. In the caption of the post, the No Tears Left to Cry hitmaker announced that the album would hit the stores on February 8th. Meanwhile, the record would be available for pre-order starting this Friday, January 25th. In addition to that, Ariana shared that there will be two versions of the album cover art, a dark version for the physical release and a pink version for the digital release. Thank You Next will be follow up to uh, follow is a follow up to her fourth studio album Sweetener, which was released on August 17, 2018. And in support of the two albums, the Bang Bang singer will embark on a world tour. The trek will begin on March 18 at Time Union Center in Albany, New York, and include stops in cities like Cleveland, Los Angeles, Orlando, Houston, and Dallas. Additional dates will be announced at a later date. And beside headlining her tour, Ariana will also headlined the forthcoming 2019 Coachella at Empire Polo Club in Indio, California, in April. The songstress is set to take the stage on Sunday, April uh, the 21st, along with other performers such as uh, Khalid, uh, Khalid, Bad Bunny, YG, and Pusha T. And with that, she has become the fourth ever female headliner at the festival as well as the youngest uh, headliner ever in the festival's history. And Cardi B has hit back at another conservative political commentator for accusing the rap sensation of failing to empower women by dancing in barely their outfits in her latest music video. The Bodak Yellow hitmaker has become a target for right-wing supporters of Trump over the past week after speaking out against the nation's longest-ever government shutdown, which has left thousands of federal employees working without pay. And Cardi previously clashed with controversial political pundit Tommy Lauren on social media. And on Tuesday, January 22nd, conservative writer Stephanie Hamill tried to slut-shame the hip-hop star over her sexy dance moves in rap duo City Girls' new video for the collaboration Twerk. Now, this is what Hamill wrote. She said, quote, in the era of hashtag Me Too, how exactly does this empower women? Now, she was uh, referencing the movement against sexual misconduct. She also said, quote, leftists, Cardi, feel free to chime in. Thanks, unquote. And Cardi did just that. She reposted Hamill's tweet and responded with a clear explanation of consent. And this is what Cardi said. She said, quote, it says to women that I can wear and not wear whatever I want, do we whatever I want, and that no still means no. So, Stephanie, chime in. If I twerk and be half naked, does that mean I deserve to get raped and molested? I want to know what a conservative woman like you think, unquote. 
The 26-year-old then revealed she had been bombarded with rude messages from Trump supporters ever since her rant about the government shutdown went viral. Parts of the federal government had been shut down since December 22nd, leaving around 800,000 employees without pay and affected citizens who rely on government assistance programs for food, housing, and other resources. And British producer and DJ Mark Ronson has landed a residency in Las Vegas. The Uptown Funk kit maker will be the first resident DJ at On the Record at Park MGM, marking its 12-date debut on uh, February 2nd. And this is according to New York Post, page 6. On the Record breaks the mold for nightlife in Las Vegas with founders Johnny and Mark Houston's unique concept. Ronson follows in the footsteps of frequent collaborators like Lady Gaga, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion, and Gwen Stefani, who all have residencies in Las Vegas. And fans of ABBA will have to wait a little while longer to hear the new music from the reunited Swedish pop group after the release was postponed to later this year. The artists announced last year that they regrouped to, rec- uh, to record two new songs for the virtual ABBA tour, which will feature uh, holographic avatars of the band. Now, the project was slated to launch last year, but it was delayed, and a representative for the group has now revealed that the song, I Still Have Faith in You and Don't Shut Me Down, may not make their debut until the fall. A reason for the delay has not been given, but group members Benny Anderson recently suggests that it was due to legal issues. Wow. And singer B.B. Rexa. She's offering, um, she, well, she offered some inspiring messages of empowerment after she revealed that multiple fashion designers declined to dress her for the upcoming Grammy Awards because she's a size, get this, eight, an eight. Rexa, who is nominated for two trophies, took to Instagram Monday, declaring she has something to get off her chest. She said in a video, quote, sometimes artists will go in and talk to designers and they make them custom dresses to walk the red carpet, right? So I had my team hit out a lot of designers and a lot of them do not want to dress me because I'm too big, literally. And if a size 6, 8 is too big, then I don't know what to tell you, unquote. Rexa did not specify which designers rejected her request but said that she wouldn't want to wear that creation anyway. The Brooklyn Barnes Staten Island Breeze singer quickly received messages of support from stars like Tyra Banks and others to dress her from designers like Sherry Hill and Christian uh, Seriano. Rexa is nominated at the Grammys this year for Best New Artist and for Best Country Duo Group Performance for her song, Meant to Be, with Florida Georgia Line. She wrapped her message by encouraging women of all shapes and sizes to love their bodies. You know, it's so funny because this is an ongoing thing, whether you're in, especially in the entertainment industry, if you're a model, if you're an actress, if you're a singer. And, you know, remember when Leslie Jones uh, had problems she was going to, I forgot what she was going to the, she was going to one of the award show too, and she had an issue where designers, when she put her her bid out there for designers to design an outfit for her, and no one came to design for her, except for uh, uh, Christian Seriano. So, I mean, it's crazy out here. Uh, we have a caller on the line nine five four. What's your name and where you calling from? Hi, my name is Yvette. I'm calling from Florida, Southwest Florida. Hi. And hi. I had <laughs> a comment on the Cardi B, what you were saying about Cardi B earlier. Um, yes. I'm not really political at all. But I think that Cardi is not the best representative for the Democrats right now and going back and forth with the Republicans who are really educated and well-spoken and can articulate, I don't think at this time that Cardi B needs to represent for the Democrats. Although I know that a lot of pop culture, people in pop culture aren't speaking up right now, I don't think that she's the right representative for us. Okay, okay. 
Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you're not the only one that feels that way because they, you know, I think, you know, you know they say that a lot of uh, artists, recording artists, actors, and they're more, uh, especially Hollywood, uh, they have that, uh, they're more, uh, tend to uh, side with the liberals. And uh, right. they they feel that, you know, because what's going on as far as this president and what's going on with the country, they feel the need to speak out, speak out their frustrations, just like with Robert De Niro at the the award shows. But, yeah, I guess we get, get, I get what you're saying. Um, we, we shouldn't put Cardi as the face of uh, the Democrats or the liberal um, uh, party, but you know she's one right. woman with the one opinion, and uh, yeah, I agree with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put her as the face to represent all liberals, you know. And I know that she has so many um, followers and things like that, but um, and I, I feel like it's kind of like a setup because I feel like the conservatives are jumping on like see this is what cardi b says and she has all these followers and you know the i don't know the urban community follows her or you know whatever but they're using right. her kind of like a pawn to set us right up. like right this is the person that's speaking for us like she's an extra not saying that anything's wrong with that but she is not the good representative for her going back and forth with these prominent conservatives right well, you you're because absolutely that's what's getting right. all the press right now. That's exactly. All the press. Yep, that's have everyone talking. <laughs> right. So, um I love Cardi, you know, I listen to her music and things like that, but as far as something like this, you know, some people need to stay in their lane and just, you know, but that's my two cents. Thank all you. All right. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for calling in and uh, and and uh, continue to listen to the show. Thank you. I will. I just follow you. Yay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for calling. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Right now we have uh, 12 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to take a uh, another break, and we'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day. So uh, don't you go nowhere.
imaginación que nunca sabe qué va a pasar. Déjate en mí un poquito más. Oh, si se aporta bien, le voy a dar. That was new music from Becky G in LBD, or better known as Little Black Dress. We got eight minutes left remaining in the show, and for the last remaining stories of the day, if you're tired of skipping tracks on Spotify playlists because you don't want to listen to artists who have been accused of sexual assault or domestic violence, skip no more. Spotify launched a new feature that allows users to mute artists so you no longer have to interrupt the music flow on your morning commute to skip songs from certain performers. The newest feature was finally rolled out in the app latest update as reported by Billboard. To mute an artist, users simply go to the artist page on Spotify and click the menu button. Among the options, users will see a Don't Play This Artist option next to a symbol of a circle with a backslash through it. Now, upon clicking the button, users are presented with the message, Okay, we won't play music from this artist. While the app does not remove the artist from playlists curated in the app or by other users, it will automatically skip over the song so users will not have to listen to songs by artists they mute. This means when an artist is muted, users will no longer hear songs from them. If users want to unmute an artist, they have the options to go to the artist page and hit the remove button from the menu bar. Users will not only be able to ignore artists because they don't like their music, but also if they don't want to support the artist for other reasons. The new features come shortly after a Lifetime documentary series titled Surviving R. Kelly was released, which covers stories from his alleged victims of sexual abuse. The documentary series had launched an investigation against the R&B artists who had previously denied claims. Spotify stopped promoting R. Kelly music in this playlist last year because of a, con- a conduct policy that moved away from hate content and harmful conduct. When sexual misconduct allegations against the artist surfaced, the police, uh, I'm sorry, the policy was criticized and shortly after Spotify decision, the action was reversed. R. Kelly is far from the first artist to be involved in an abuse scandal, however, and was not the only to have tracks removed from the Spotify playlist. Rapper Extensiation, who died in June of 2018, was also removed from Spotify's playlist at the same time as the R&B artist. And Anne Hathaway has some sobering news, sobering news, or rather. The actress says she's sworn off the sauce for two decades following a rum-soaked jaunt through the island nation of Mauritius with Matthew McConaughey while filming their latest flick, Serenity. Hathaway made the confession while appearing on the Ellen DeGeneres show on Tuesday, adding she also made the decision for her two-year-old son, Jonathan. Hathaway said that she spent about five weeks on the island filming the neo-noir thriller out this Friday, and that her co-star, McConaughey, and his wife, Camilla Alves, had already been there for a while before she arrived. But when when Ellen had asked her how it was, she said she didn't remember she had no idea she just she said she just can't drink as much as them and they drank the night away so the next day she was scheduled to meet a director the director of serenity Stephen knight and she stumbled in one eye open and she was trying to convince him about certain things about the character and at the end she confessed to him that she was hanging over for the entire time and he says to her, oh, really? I couldn't tell. In the two days, they had a, in the next two days, they had another meeting, and she showed up, and he said, oh, now I can tell, you know. So Hathaway said that she has quit drinking in October and said she plans to stay sober for the next 18 months. And, uh, you know, ever since uh, Black Panther dropped, apparently inquiring minds have speculated uh, that the two film star Michael B. Jordan and Lupita Nyong'o are romantically linked, even though they've been zero evidence that they these two are just 
making sexy time together. But rumor has it that their respected PR reps try to make them a thing in order to enhance the magic and mystery surrounding the film. But the two recently told Entertainment Tonight that they're strictly good friends. And um, speaking of Black Panther, filmmaker Peter Peter Ramsey, uh, he became the uh, fifth, I'm sorry, he became the fifth black Director in 2018 to have a film gross 100 million at the domestic box office, with the estimate of 18.3 million this weekend. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, directed by Ramsey uh, and Rodney Rothman, they it has surpassed like 103 million, and it's Peter's second film to gross the century mark. Uh, his 2012 di- direct directorial debut, Rise of the Guardian, it grossed $103 million domestically and $306.9 million worldwide. And globally, Spider-Verse has bagged nearly $170 million so far. Uh, now Black Panther, uh, no, I, I was just saying about, um, now I'm getting my stories <laughs> confused. Um, also, uh, it looks like... Um, Former Destiny Child star Kelly Rowland, she can't wait for fans to hear her new music because she's uh, her one track is the most empowering thing she has ever recorded. The singer has been promising devotees new material for well over a year, but plans to release a fifth solo album in 2018 that fell apart, and now she's committed to put the project out this year. Rowland found inspiration in classics like Marvin Gaye, Her Secret Crush, and the record would feature a strong song about learning to love and embrace your body. Meanwhile, Kelly admits she loves to get back in the studio with Salon Knowles, the sister of her former Destiny Child bandmate, Beyonce Knowles. And uh, uh, they said that, um, oh, now here's my Black Panther story. <laughs> After a year um, uh, that the after a year, matter of fact, next month will make a year when Black Panther was released into the uh, the theaters nationwide. Uh, they were saying that it's the first. It's the first. Uh, let me see here. It has became the first comic book movie to earn a Best Picture Oscar nomination. That's right. The Marvel Studio film also earned nods for Best Costume Design, Production Design, Sound Editing, Sound Mixing, Original Score, and Original Song. Again, ABC will broadcast the 91st Annual Academy Awards live from the Dolby Theater in Hollywood on Sunday, September 24th. And if you haven't heard, BET is coming with a new show called American Soul, which is loosely based on Don Cornelius and Soul Train. American Soul is a story about the struggle to make the dream of Soul Train come true. Set in the early 70s, filled with music, dance, fashion, and glamour, this is the untold story of the launch of the first national syndicated black music show and what happened when the music stopped. Battles with record labels to top talents, off-camera dramas, young dancers vie for the spotlight, stand in the way of the 30-something Don Cornelius who is sacrificing all that he loves to follow his dream. And also, the, speaking of Kelly Rowland, she is guest starring in the movie. She's going to be playing Gladys Knight. Her bandmate, Michelle Williams, is going to be playing the legendary Diana Ross. And uh, Bobby Brown is scheduled to play the over-the-top Rufus Thomas. Uh who you know, and uh, who else is in here? Oh, Kay Michelle, she's going to play Martha Reeves. Wow, Ga- uh, Gabrielle Dennis, she's going to play Tina Turner. Wow, so this is going to be a good show. It's a series. American Soul premieres on February fifth, twenty nineteen, at nine p.m. Eastern on BET. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.